millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, we are back for another episode of DishCast. It is the 9th of November, 2020, and we're doing another one of these... It's another lockdown. It's becoming a lockdown tradition at this point. Should there be another lockdown in March or earlier in February, then these these will just keep on coming because there's nothing else for me to do. Can't go to the pub. There was a brief window of opportunity where I went to the pub many times uh, before we were encased, encapsulated inside another lockdown. But no, I'm here, I'm here, I'm doing this again, so what's going on, guys, you know? Um, in uncertain times here, some good news in America, they've lost Trump, which was uh, surprising, actually, for me. I thought that he was going to get in again, if I'm being honest. I was speaking to this American guy I know at work, and he says, yeah, man, well, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do an American accent. Well, you know, they they usually get in another for another term. <laughs> he's not from like the deep south. I think I don't know where he's from actually. Um, and he said that they usually get in for another term, and for a little while during when they were counting the states or whatever. I don't know how it works. Uh, it did seem like he was going to get in again, and I thought, well, you know, I mean, I even went went on Paddy Power. I don't usually vote a lot. I do not vote. <laughs> I do vote if I have to, but I'm not even in America, so it doesn't really affect me. It's these people on Instagram who are just really excited about this, the prospect of, the people I know who live in England, really excited about the prospect of Biden being president. And does it really affect us that much, living in England? He's not our president, you know? We've got our own problems. Let's focus on what we've got up to, you know? Let's focus on our fucking issues. Yeah. But and I heard um, that Boris Johnson made a statement, and he was asked, "What do you think of Biden's uh, comments that Boris Johnson was just a Donald Trump clone?" <laughs> That's what Biden thinks of us—that we've got just our own uh, Donald Trump. But yeah, I went on Paddy Power, and I don't do a lot of 
betting. I usually bet on the Oscars occasionally. And like it was, you know, they're all for Biden. The returns really were the weakest with Biden because they just all thought he was going to get in. But I, I still thought that Trump was going to get in again. I mean, he did it the first time. You know, everyone thought it was just this giant meme the first time that this guy was going to be, that this guy was even running for president. You know, South Park, <laughs> they made a whole series based on, um, you know, thinking that Hillary was going to get in and then she didn't at the last minute. And fucking, uh, they had to rewrite their final episode of the series, which is, you know, sad for them. They, they even, the ne- the name of the final episode of the series was uh, The Very First Gentleman. And they had to rename it, you know, something else, like Trump got in or whatever. And had to completely change their whole story structure. All the resolutions had to change and everything. So I thought, you know, fuck it. I mean, uh, he got in the first time. Maybe we'll get in again. What's fucking interesting, though, is when you go on his Twitter and for the last, like, week, all, like, most of his tweets have just been hidden by Twitter. You have to click on them, and, you know, because there's a disclaimer at the bottom saying this is fake, ne- fake news or whatever. Um, But, yeah, he may, mate, you know, he's gone. Well, he's not gone yet, but you just think about how kind of respectful Barack Obama was when he left. And it's just not going to be like that when Trump has to go. <laughs> you know, they're going to pull him kicking and screaming from that White House. And um, there's going to be the uh, inauguration, inauguration ceremony. And uh, he's going to have to sit there. <laughs> I don't know, it's pretty nuts that there hasn't been a president doing that re-elected president. You know, they usually do two terms. So it's interesting that since what George George W H Bush was the last one who didn't do two terms, you know it's pretty it's pretty nuts. Because like I say, I spoke to this guy and he said that you know the feeling is well it would be wouldn't it really? I I that's what I thought that um this is what they know you know they've had four years of this guy might as well do another four years but no Biden's in. Don't really know much about Joe Biden apart from his uh, cameo, his cameo on Parks and Rec, and how he was like this running joke on that show. Um, I've been watching, I've been watching the SNL thing with Jim Carrey as Joe Biden, and it's pretty good. You know, obviously that that show is pretty one-sided. It's very anti-Trump. You can see it from Alec Baldwin playing Trump. He doesn't even look like Trump anymore. It doesn't even act like Trump anymore. It's just this, like, excuse for them to just put Alec Baldwin as Trump and just make him as uh, stupid as, looking as stupid as possible. But then you see this Jim Carrey Biden, and he just doesn't sit it at all, you know? Doing the finger guns thing, like... (laughs) Just dropping, like, Jim Carrey one-liners, doing some Jim Carrey, like, classic Jim Carrey quotes as Biden when he's like, Lehew... You should watch it. It's pretty uh, cringe, shall I say? Am I allowed to use that word? I'm going to use it. Um, What have I been up to? Well, I've had a week off work and and, and I'll be due another three weeks off work, at least, unless this lockdown gets extended. Furlough has been extended till March, so I wouldn't be surprised if the lockdown just gets extended through Christmas, because... There was this whole thing, it was called Eat Out to Help Out when we first went back in August. Um, 
for people who live in hospitality in England, and uh, the whole thing was you'll get ten percent off your meal, or you'll get like ten pound meals. I can't remember what it was, but it was a super cheap, uh, good deal on people. So everyone just went mental, went out to eat, and uh, that's what caused our second spike. So. Um, you know, people going out for Christmas again, it's just going to do the same thing. It's just going to do the same thing. We're going to be back in lockdown. Lock- if we go back to Jan- December, we're back in lockdown by fucking January. And it's just going to be an everlasting circle of people, you know, not following the guidelines. And it's just, it's just I just don't know what's going on. It's just, <laughs> what even is like the. Uh, the structure of this planet at the moment is just mental, you know. You tell me two years ago this was going to be 2020. Um, who the fuck would have thought that all this stuff was going to go on? Um, I watched the the documentary last night, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I've been looking to watch it for a while. It's talking about how like misinformation is spread and how like the uh, the algorithms on social networks have just gotten so big and out of control that they can't even contain them anymore and um it's just pushing all this fake news and conspiracy theories and it's just driving everyone insane and how as a as a species we're just not equipped to the deal with this level of information and um and I was like yeah that's really interesting yeah and it's like well you know put down your phone and well that I was like yeah it was really interesting Fuck, well, I better look at what it says on IMDb about this film. <laughs> you know? Damn. Yes, put down your phone. Yes, the man. At Facebook. Zuckerberg, he's watching us, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking light up my phone. <laughs> on my phone while watching a film about fucking... Uh, social dynamics and shit they should fucking make a sequel to the social network you know that film is such that's such a good film and i can't wait for david finch's next film but um yeah get the same cast you know i don't need don't think you need um uh andrew garfield or uh justin timberlake to be in it because i don't know if their story is carried on really but the zuckerberg story just went completely out of control after that film he fucking, um, you know, he had to come up to Congress and explain to them how he's using the the information, you know, carefully and that. And uh, all that stuff was really interesting. And the memes, of course, when he was sitting in that little high chair, um, they, could have, they could put that in. Get fucking Aaron Sorkin to write it. Get David Fincher to direct it. And... Um, fucking Jesse Eisenberg back and it's a film that's what I say I've always liked Aaron Sorkin I think he's an amazing writer I watched recently he did a film called um, Trial of the Chicago 7 and it's on Netflix and stars a bunch of people Eddie fucking Redmayne Sasha Baron Cohen uh, who else is in it Mark Rylance Joseph Gordon-Levitt they're all in it and it's about this like riot that took place in uh during the vietnam war in uh chicago and they're all put on trial for like inciting this riot that went on 
but it's all about did they actually incite it was it just a whole political thing was it like a kangaroo court type deal and it's fucking really good just dialogue heavy you know but not like you can't really follow what's going on it's like you know good in that way and uh i'm just out of breath I forgot that I used to cow breath doing these. Fucking, um, Sasha Rankine's really good in it. Eddie is, uh, not Eddie is, uh, Eddie Redmayne's really good in it. And I don't usually like him. Yeah, it's on Netflix, so just give it a watch. Sorkin wrote and directed it. He did, did another film. I can't remember what it was called now. Uh, Jerry's Game? No? Molly's, Molly's Game? I remember seeing that and thinking that was okay. But I don't really remember much about it. This is definitely better than that. Just better performances in general. I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie Eddie Redmayne gets nominated if the Oscars go ahead this year. Um, or Sasha Baron Cohen, he might even get nominated. He's really good in it as well. Well, his accent isn't that great. I thought, like, oh, his accent's a bit... He's like, oh, you <laughs> That's how he sounds in the film. Uh, and I was like, there's no way this actual guy sounded like that. And then I watched the uh, interviews with the guy. I can't remember his name now. Um, can't remember the actual guy's name, but I watched interviews with him, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he does actually sound." <laughs> he sounds like he's putting on this like nasally American accent. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Baron Cohen's good. I watched Borat as well. I watched the new Borat. That was all right. It was all right. It was more political than I was hoping for. You know, less gaggy. There was gags in there. And it was very um, edited. There's definitely a lot of, like, misleading editing going on. There's this, the the Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani? Is that his name? The guy, the, the Trump's lawyer guy who got interviewed in Borat right at the end. They, they definitely manipulated that footage to make it look like he was worse than he was. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great guy. You know, even with the footage there, he looks a bit of a creepy creepington, but I'd say uh, a bit unfair. <laughs> you can make that footage way worse by just ADRing lines in, in times when he didn't actually say it and, uh, you know, fucking putting different shots in or whatever. That is the part where Borat comes in at the end and he says, like, she's too young or whatever. It doesn't even look like he's saying it in that moment. They may have just had him do something else um in that time and then just changed it later that's the thing about editing you can just fucking change anything and make it look way worse than it actually is um but yeah you know whatever that's that's the biggest that's the biggest shame i'd say of that film is it just too political i think he wanted to probably do like a who is america type thing again but he wanted to make it more mainstream i guess so he just decided to bring in borat and do borat again um which is cool because no one's thought about borat in fucking god like 14 years since the last borat came out so it is cool seeing him again but um it seems to me that he didn't actually want to do a borat sequel he just wanted to make a politically driven film and he used borat as a vessel in order to do that which is fine that's fine you know his fucking character in it. Uh, what else did I watch? I was going to watch... Um, I was on Amazon Video the other night, and I watched... I was going to watch Super Size Me 2. <laughs> Just because I was like, oh, there's another one of those? I had to watch Super Size Me 1 while I was in 
there was this lesson in school it was called pace <laughs> i don't think they even do it anymore i remember only doing it for one year as well i don't know if it was just for year nines or whatever but we only did it for a year pace it was like it was taught by the the re teachers and it was just about general life skills uh very weird like i, I don't really remember what we used to learn in pace but i remember one lesson uh they just my teacher just put on supersize me which if you don't know is just this sh- this documentary about this guy who he decides he's going to eat mcdonald's for a whole month and then see what happens yeah, we we all fucking knew what was going to happen. He was going to get very like sick and overweight and sickly, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Big fucking surprise. But there's more. There's more to it than that. It's about how like fat people tried to sue McDonald's in uh, like the late nineties, early two thousands, and the lawyers said, "Well, you can't sue McDonald's because um, there's no evidence to suggest that if you eat McDonald's every day for breakfast, dinner, and tea." that you're going to get, that it's going to be bad for you, health-wise. So Morgan Spurlock's like, fuck that, it probably is bad for you, health-wise, I'd say. And so he's like, well, I'm going to do it. And it's, <laughs> I remember specifically, there's a scene in uh, Super Size Me, when we're watching it in school, where Morgan Spurlock asks a bunch of different people what calorie is. And then he asks, like, a group of, um, like, ninth grade uh, high school kids what a calorie is. And they're all like, oh. <laughs> and as, like, year nine kids in school, we were all like, oh, those fucking stupid Americans, they don't know anything about health. Well, And then the teacher, he paused the film and he goes, does anyone here know what a calorie is? <laughs> And we're all like, <laughs> none of us fucking knew what it was either. I mean, we hear, you know, you hear the word all the time. This has got so many calories in it. Oh, you shouldn't be eating that. It's got fucking all the, all the calories on the side of it. Oh, it's in the red bar, the red bar of calories. And it's, uh, who the fuck even knows the definition of what it actually is? I bet you listening, if you haven't since supersized me or thought about it recently or work in a fucking health, health fucking center, probably don't even know what it is either. But yeah, we did. (laughs) Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We, didn't, we were just as bad as the American kids. We didn't know what it was either. 
and uh, she explains it. She's like, well, uh, the lady on the film, she's like, well, uh, a calorie is a, the, I can't even remember. Fuck. Uh, something to do with like one calorie can boil a liter of water or raise a degree of water or something <laughs> if it's burnt and it holds energy. It's like energy content in food. The the ranking of energy content in food, I think. I'm not sure. Hang on. Okay, Google. Oh, fucking... This thing never works. Garbage. Calorie. Definition. Here we go. The energy needed to raise the temperature of one gram of water through one degree. Alright. Yeah, the energy needed to raise the temperature of one kilogram. Oh, it's one kilogram of water. Oh, what? Here it says one gram, and then it says one kilogram. Fucking decide. The energy needed to raise the temperature of one kilogram of water through one degree equal to 1,000 small calories... And often used to measure the energy value of food. Alright, so it's used to determine the energy value of food. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Watching Super Size Me. So I was like, well, Super Size Me 2, I got about 10 minutes into it. And I was like, this is really boring. This has got nothing to do with the original um, documentary. Which I think was probably the first documentary I ever saw and enjoyed. Before that, they were just fucking boring, weren't they? They were just fucking boring stuff you had to watch in school. Today we're going to be watching a documentary on World War Two. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. I mean, good. Good, that means I don't have to do actual work today. Who's as teachers in schools just put something on? Today we're watching a fucking boy in the striped pyjamas. Oh, alright, cool, yeah. Cool. We'll watch 40 minutes of that. And then next lesson she'll ask us where we're up to. And we'll say we had not started it yet. And then we'll watch the same 40 minutes again. <laughs> but I watched Super Size Me again the other night. Um, because I started watching Super Size Me 2 and I was like, this is boring. We'll watch Super Size Me 1. And uh, i got to say, man, it's, it holds up. There's one... <laughs> remember, there's this one scene. Uh, God, I mean... So the premise alone, he obviously knew what he was getting into. You know, he goes about and he talks to nutritionists and he talks to fitness experts and they're like, don't fucking do this. It's very bad for you. You will die. One of them says, you will die. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then, you know, he goes through, it's like 40 minutes of bullshit. Just, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do this. I know he's very determined the whole time. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to do this. And, um. Gets down to it, he plans it out. He's like, every time they say, "Do you want to go super size?" I'm gonna go super size. Um, I'm gonna have everything on the menu at least once, and I'm gonna uh, only eat from McDonald's. Like, only eat from McDonald's. Has to be even bottled water. I can only have from McDonald's. And then it cuts to his, you know, he's decided all this. It cuts to his stupid girlfriend. She's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm really. She's like a vegan, and she's made him a quiche. For his last meal. 
before he uh, has to eat McDonald's and he's like, fucking, do I really want a quiche? But he doesn't really say that. Um, and she's like, um, yeah, I'm really worried about you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Fucking one month later, no, like two weeks later, um, she just does, she's just like, yeah, he's just always tired and he's never, he doesn't get it, get it up anymore. And I have to be on top when I'm, and it's like really explicit personal stuff that he's put, that he's, he's allowing her to just keep in the documentary about their fucking sex life. Yeah. After all those cheeseburgers, he just can't have sex anymore and he's too tired. It's like, fucking hell. (laughs) This guy's making this well-renowned documentary. He has to fucking, he's only allowed to do a certain amount of steps and he's got to do a whole documentary while he's doing it. You know, it's bad enough to have to eat McDonald's. After like two weeks, he's just, he's just like, he just hates himself. <laughs> he's just depressed. You know, he's eating, he's eating burgers in bed. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and every time they say, can I have super size? Uh, he has to have super size. So he's just got these giant fucking drinks. They're like huge, They're like buckets, buckets of Coke. And just, like, huge amounts of fries. And he's got to get it all down him for the sake of this documentary. And then they interview his fucking wife. And she's like, yeah, and he can't even have sex anymore. It's like... The disrespect, you know? Do you know what it takes? You know, you're a vegan, you know? She was a vegan in 2003. That's when it was weird, all right? You're the weird one. (laughs) You're the weird one in this scenario. You're allowing this poor guy, this poor man. <laughs> I mean, it came out later that Morgan Spurlock was a bit of a sex pest. So, you know, uh, that's that's just how it goes, I suppose. But whatever, you know, it's a great documentary. And if you want to watch it, it really encapsulates that era of, like, uh, fat America. <laughs> I guess you could say. Um but yeah, anyway, I watched that, and then I watched... I've been wanting to watch the Louis C.K. show, speaking of sex pests. <laughs> the Louis C.K. Uh, FX show, Louis. I've been wanting to watch that for a long time. Um, and you can only buy it on, like, DVD from Region 1. If you don't know about Regions um, on DVDs, it was this horrible thing that made it impossible to buy DVDs from abroad. Because you'd have to buy a region-free DVD player. I know pretty uh unfair <laughs> you just can't i put it in the fucking my playstation and it's it costs like 20 dollars right dollars to buy like a dvd of a fucking tv show with two discs in it and put it in my playstation and it just says that they can't watch this because it's region locked i'm like fuck off go into my playstation settings i'm trying to fuck around with it it says to get around it you have to um create a new account and then base it in the US and then you can watch it with a new account on your PlayStation. And I'm just like, oh my, fuck that. I just can't be asked. So to watch Louis, the FX show starring Louis CK, which he wrote, directed, uh, starred in and edited, I had to buy a region free DVD player. <laughs> uh, you know, which is just a hassle. We just to fucking plug it in, put the discs in, um, and it worked. But fuck that fucking hell. Well, series one, series two, I watched them both. Really good, you know. It's a really varied show. 
it's not just a classic sitcom. It's just him. He plays himself pretty much. He's a stand-up comedian, and he's got two daughters, just like he does in real life. And there's these scenarios take place where um, sometimes it's surreal, sometimes it's kind of um, naturalistic. You know, it's, it doesn't really stick to a tone. That's what, what's good about it. And all the um, like it's really weird. Like sometimes there's characters and they do this over the top kind of dark kind of um, acting. The acting can be over the top when he's just talking to someone in a shop or because he just comes across a lot of strangers in the show. And um, but they're but they're but it's it like the dialogue's completely straight. So it's kind of that weird. It's in this weird kind of like I don't know, like weird. I guess you Woody Allen ish vibe. Um, but yeah, I'd watch it. I'd want to watch more of it, but I can't buy series three without spending like forty dollars. <laughs> That's how much it costs. Now let's just email Louis C.K. I've got his email address because you, you to, to get to get his uh, new stand up. You had to get his email address on his website. And um, ask him, can I have Louis series three and series four, series five, please, for free? As I seem to be the only person still watching this show. Um, What do we say? Probably wouldn't reply because it'd be a different email. Like it'd be the same email. But yeah, good show. There's an episode where um, it's called Bully, and he's in a diner with this girl that he's talking to, and it's going really well. And um, these, like, asshole high school kids come in, and he's like, oh, keep it down, because they're being really noisy. So he goes up, then they, one of them comes over to him and just starts, like, threatening him. He's like, Louie, what would it be like if I just kicked your ass right here? And he's got, like fucking bloody knuckles and like a scar on his face and he just looks like a complete like nutcase you know bully um and louis like please don't do that i don't want to be on my ass kicked completely like demasculates him in front of this girl and then uh they leave and then the girl's like oh, i can't yeah that was you're a pussy <laughs> uh we're not going out anymore and he's like fuck so then he leaves the diner and he sees the kids and he's like, shall I go over and just fucking just, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then he's, then he just, he just starts following the group of kids and uh, slowly they just peel off and peel off and peel off until it's just the one kid that like picked on him. And then b- before he knows it, he's on the, like the Staten Island ferry. He's based in New York and he just follows the kid to his house. And then, uh, uh, he's like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I guess I'm just going to knock on the door. <laughs> and he just knocked on the door and the parents answer and he's just like, hey, like your your, your kid just completely demasculated me and threatened me and, you know, that's illegal. So uh, what are we going to do about that? <laughs> and then the kid comes downstairs and the dad like shouts at him and he's like, why the fuck are you fucking, you know, like kicks off. And his dad and Louis like, why do you think he's like that? Why do you think he's he's attacking... This is the whole plot of that one episode. Sorry, spoilers. Just watch the show. It's really good. And then... <laughs> the mum's like, Get out of here, you fag! <laughs> uh, 
And it's like, what? <laughs> Lily's done nothing wrong except for follow this. I mean, he did follow the kid home, but, you know. It's just, I don't know. It's just one of those scenarios where it's just like, what would an adult do in that situation where this horrible teenager is just fucking bullying you? How would you deal with that? And I guess you just have to just follow the kid home. <laughs> and then uh, confront his parents about it. And the whole show is just like that. It's just like little funny... Uh, real life kind of weird scenarios like that, and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I like to watch, that's like like I said, I like to watch series three, but it's uh, it's not available. What else did I watch? I finally caved and I bought Disney Plus. Yep, that's right. I'm one of them now, and let me tell you, there's nothing on there that I want to watch other than the one thing that I did watch. I watched Mandalorian. I watched series one of Mandalorian uh, when that was out, and that was obviously great. Um, series two is out. Well, just trickling it out. You know, I don't like that. I just want to have the whole show. I can imagine that some bean counter is making more money this way um, by just trickling a, an episode out traditionally than they used to. Um, like they used to. <clears throat> but uh i don't like it and i want them to just fucking drop the show so i can watch all of it but whatever first two episodes are out first episode boba fett boba fett's in it oh but he's not in it oh but he is in it um that happens that's that's episode one and episode two is just like <laughs> filler that's what I call an episode that's just nothing happens. Just a filler episode. That's kind of what Mandalorian feels like, to be honest. It's not a, it's not a plotty, plotty, serial type f- show where there's just constantly things happening and um, the, the plot is happening. It's just like stop-off points the whole time. It feels like a video game. It's like fetch quests. Oh, he's got to go do this and then he's got to go do that and eventually he'll get to the thing we care about and... But all the things that he goes and does are entertaining, because you can't complain. But um, I just kind of wish it would just fucking get on with it, you know? Uh, but then there'd be no... Sh- there'd be, you know, it would just fucking run out of ideas, I suppose, so... This is just, you know, this is just John Favreau's way of just saying, look, this is going to be a slow burn should Star Wars show. We're going to try and explore lots of areas of the universe, you know, because... Sorry for the sorry for the rise of Skywalker. Disney's like sorry for the rise of Skywalker. Please stay subscribed to Disney Disney Plus, which is what most people have got Disney Plus for is for this fucking show. And they're delivering. It's good, but it's just it's a lot of filler. You know, it's a lot of teas. There's not a lot of meat in the stew. Well, there's some meat, but it's you know it's gristly. Grisly meat. But yeah, anyway, well, that's about it, I think. Um, can't think of much else to, to discuss. Uh, but yeah, thanks for. If you want to send an email, if anyone's listening, <laughs> if anyone's listening, if you want to send an email, it's dishboymax at gmail.com. All right, send an email about anything and I'll read it. Because I, 
I just checked the email before I did this to see if anyone had emailed <laughs> in the month's gap between the, this and the last episode or in any point in between and I had not received a single email. <laughs> it's just filled with like, I guess I connect, accidentally connected to my Twitch account to this email address. So it's just like, oh, so-and-so has gone live. So-and-so, you subscribed. And it's just, oh, fucking shit. So I had to like dive through sift through and check but yeah like i say it was just a bunch of nothing you know i guess no one reaches this far in, in the podcast people barely get fucking 10 minutes in i'd imagine but that's fine too you know that's fine if i'm just talking to myself you know if this is just a way to entertain myself then that's fine i'm not gonna get too upset all right thanks for listening and we'll be back at some juncture i'd imagine thank you bye-bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.